This episode of Geared Up is brought to you by National Car Rental. Take control of your travel experience with National Car Rental's Emerald Club. Visit nationalcar.com to find out more. Hey everybody, Todd Bishop here. I just wanted to let you know that Andrew Edwards is traveling this week, so we actually taped this week's episode last week. We spent the first segment of the show talking about Andrew's experience with some Nokia health products, and after we taped, Nokia actually announced it's selling its health division to entrepreneur Eric Kareel. Andrew's opinion on the products hasn't changed. We just wanted to give you that update on the company. I also wanted to give you a heads up that we're experimenting with a few different audio setups. So if things sound a bit different this week, that's why. It'll all be back to normal soon. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to Geared Up, brought to you by National Car Rental. I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. Hey, we are going to be talking about some of our favorite devices this week, things that Andrew and I have been using for quite a while now, yeah. a couple weeks in my case and more than a month in your case right. with what we're going to talk about. Andrew's been testing out a combination Nokia smart scale and watch, right? Yeah, fitness tracking watch. Yeah, so together um, the goal is to be more connected to your health. Awesome. So we're going to get into that. I got lots of questions for you about that, Andrew. Plus, I've made the shift back to Windows from Mac after about a decade on the Apple platform in terms of my laptop. So we're going to talk about that and what's been good, what's been bad, and maybe tips for other people who want to do the same or a cautionary tale for people who mm, might be both? thinking about it. I've both? got, I've got okay. pluses and minuses that we want to talk about. And we're going to be jumping in and talking about Apple's move, potentially, into virtual reality. Okay. All that and more coming up this week on Geared Up. So let's jump in first with this fitness tracking okay. setup that you've got here, Andrew. What yeah. is this? So I've been testing out two products from Nokia, Nokia Health. Nokia actually bought a company called Withings. You ever heard of them yeah, before? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Withings was purchased by Nokia and rebranded as Nokia Health. And so there's two products here. I've been testing out this smartwatch. This is called the Nokia Steel HR. The HR stands for heart rate. Um, I'll let you hold that. If you look at it, if you look at the face, it actually doesn't look like a smartwatch, right? Yeah. It looks like a standard it's, watch. It, it looks like a standard analog watch, not yes. even digital. And it's got behind the minute and hour hand a couple different things. One's like a, a dial with 100% on it. Is that the battery? Mm -hmm. That's the battery. And then what is that? It's like a, is that that like is a, a solar panel? That is a digital screen. That's a digital screen. So if you start pressing the side oh, button, you see, okay. you can pull up different stats and you can also get like alerts on your watch as well. So it is a smart watch, but it's supposed to be minimalist. So for people who don't want an actual display screen on their wrist, they can have something that looks more like a watch that they can still get notifications and information from. So Andrew, I'm seeing the first flaw in the design of this What's watch. What's the first flaw? Tell me. The hour hand right mm -hmm. now, actually the minute hand, is blocking a pretty significant portion of the digital screen. Mm. It's going right up through the middle of it. And it's not impossible to read around it, but it certainly right. isn't. I, I don't know. I like the idea of having a classic watch that is made to be smart, but yep. I don't know about this. Well, the only way you're going to put a, dis a screen on an analog watch is at some point during the day, there will be the second, no matter where you put it, the yeah. second hand is going to... Right. I don't even know if obscure is too strong of a word, will be in front of it. Yeah, it certainly blocks a part of it. Anyway, keep going. So what All do you right. think of this so far? So if you look at the back, actually, you'll see oh. a bunch of sensors on there. Mm -hmm. You've got the heart rate monitor. 
The other nice thing about this watch versus, let's just say, something like the Apple Watch. The Apple Watch will last two and a half to three days on a charge. This watch lasts 25 days. 25 days. That's, yes. that's quite a bit longer than, for example, my Fitbit. Right. In terms of the overall battery life. Yes, if you life. go on vacation or whatever and you forget your charger, you're probably going to be safe as long as you're not going on vacation on day 24. See, I've got a Fitbit and that's maybe a week. Right. Right. It's, it's very surprising. I mean, it has a bigger battery than a Fitbit because obviously the whole watch face would yeah. have a battery inside that casing. But it's um, from battery from battery life perspective, it's very good. Now, you can also swim with it, water resistant, automatic swim tracking. So you don't have to like, oh. hey, I'm about to go for a swim. It just knows. Based on how you're doing your. Yes. Yep. Stress. Yes. Yep. What else? I like the band. The band is, I know it's, yeah. it's, it's rubber. It's rubber, but it's like a comfortable rubber. Exactly. And they have different bands. So you can swap them out to be, you know, if you want different colors or whatever. Um, and then it's got the heart rate monitoring. So it's always monitoring your heart rate every, I think it's like every minute. But then when you're doing a workout, it'll be, I think, every 10 seconds or so. So it's constantly monitoring your heart rate. So this is a watch from Nokia. Yes. So do you know the the lineage on this? Because it got really confusing when Microsoft bought Nokia's smartphone business. Did they then create, and I think what happened was they created another company, or there was a remainder of the company that then got the Nokia brand back, and that must be the company that bought Withings? See, that is a little <laughs> too deep from my knowledge. What I do know, though, yes. as far as the lineage of this watch, Withings did make an earlier version of this called the, um, the Withings Steel. Got it. And so this is the Nokia Steel HR, adding the heart rate monitor to the back. Um, now, the Withings Steel and also now the Nokia Steel, that has a longer battery life than this one. But this one with the heart rate monitor will go the 25 days. So do you, do you know how much this one costs? Yes. This one is $180. So this watch this is $180. Watch, $180 um, with everything that we just talked about. And also it does like the typical step tracking and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Just the bare, you know, right. those, what, whatever a Fitbit would do, this would do as well. I assume it syncs to an app on your phone? Correct. So there's the Nokia Health app, which this will sync with. And everything that this tracks, obviously, will get synced back to your phone. So including your heart rate. So during the day, if you do a workout, you can see how your heart rate went up or down. Um, some people said, like, uh, during a Super Bowl, people would see their heart rate spiking depending on like where you were located in the country and if it was your team playing or if you really invested in one of these teams, it actually would show um, your, your spikes and, you know, dips in your heart rate. So it's actually very accurate. It's actually doing, you know, doing a good job. So that, that is the Nokia Steel HR. Got it. A minimalist watch that does all the typical um, fitness tracking stuff with heart rate monitor built in and swim tracking as well, water resistant. So that's part one. Then part two is this right here. This is Nokia's body composition Wi-Fi scale. Now, this is actually pretty cool. Now, you were saying before we started, yep. why would I want a scale that connects to Wi-Fi if I can just step on a scale and just see my weight, right? This is my dilemma. And in fact, I've been looking at my old bathroom scale and thinking, I really want to upgrade this thing. And there's, I wrestle I, inside my head. I'm like, but you don't need one. You, it, you step on it, it gives you the readout, you see where your weight is, right. and you move on. Why do I need more? And I have a hunch you're going to give me the answer. Yes, I mean, that's, the, I mean, it's all built into a scale. So, I mean, I'm going to give you the answer. So, first of all, for me, if I were to step on a scale that wasn't smart, just your any typical scale, I'm not going to remember, unless I have like a notepad or something, where I was, you know, 
21 days ago? Where was I three weeks ago today versus today? I don't know, unless I have some sort of, re I'm not going to remember every time I weigh in. With this, obviously, it's going to remember. So you get on the scale, it weighs you, it syncs to the cloud, it syncs to your phone. You can go in. Um, I know you're an Excel guru. You love Excel. You love charts. Yeah, I'm, graphs. I'm, yes, certainly. I wouldn't say guru quite. I, I haven't quite mastered <laughs> the pivot table yet. But, okay. So can you export the data like in a? You can export the data. A CSV but, file. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm, I I would never do that. However, I will go into the app and it'll show me a line graph. Here's where you've been. When you step on the scale, actually, you can see right here on the box. When you step on the scale. Um, it'll show you your weight, but then it'll also show you, okay, here's what you've lost since last time. And this is a line graph of the last eight weigh-ins. So you can see where you've been yeah. over the last eight times, but you can also see over time. Feel free to open that up, by the way. Yeah, so this is the, this is the Body Plus. Is that what this, this one's called? This is the Nokia Body Plus Wi-Fi scale. Now, aside from weight, this will also measure your fat mass. So the percentage of your body, which is fat versus not fat. It'll tell you your muscle mass percentage, so the percentage of your body that's muscle. It'll tell you your water percentage, and it'll tell you your bone mass. And it's, it's going to tell you all this on the display, wow. and it'll sync everything. It's actually pretty nice, right? Like, this is Do you remember that thing with the Wii where you would stand on it? Oh, it was, yeah. What was that the, thing the called? The fitness board. Yeah, the fitness board. It yeah. kind of, maybe the shape is, <laughs> this is square. I think right. that might have been it was a uh, rectangle regular. But and still, plastic. it kind of makes me, it sort of has that, that feel yes, to it. Yes, but this is nice. This is a nicer glass instead of a plastic. Yeah. Um, but again, so all those different measurements it's giving you. So it's not just about your weight. It's really trying to give you a, a, a whole look at your entire body composition, if you will, over time. I got to say, it's a little weird to see the classic Nokia logo on a scale. It's kinda, <laughs> that is, it's kinda, that is a little odd. It's kind of like, is a yeah, you know, post-apocalyptic. Hey, that's, that's Nokia for you. <laughs> now, let's talk about families. Yeah. So obviously, if you have a scale, right. most people are going to use it, right? This will support up to eight people, different people, and it will automatically know who's stepping on the scale. I mean, I, and I believe it does that through the weight. So if you if you weigh roughly the same as someone else, it'll probably have a more difficult time. It'll actually ask you who was stepping on the scale. But like, if I step on the scale and my wife steps on the scale, we don't have to say, "Oh, this is Andrew." Like, it just knows. Your general weight, so unless who it is. somebody lost, you know, forty pounds overnight Correct. or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. In which overnight. case, you got a bigger problem. Yeah, than which your is scale. weird. Right, right. I wouldn't mind losing forty overnight. Gaining is weird. Um, and then batteries. So this runs on four uh, AAA's, and the battery life is eighteen months. Wow. Yeah, a year and a half. Four four AAA's, a year and a half. So this one sells for a hundred dollars. Comes in black and white. And that is actually cheaper than one of the most popular Fitbit scales, the, oh, the Aria 2, right. which sells for about 130 if I'm not mistaken. So Correct. this is really an interesting one. Now, does it only work in conjunction with the watch, or can you use it on its own? Oh, you can, yeah, you can buy this on its own. You can buy the watch on its own without the scale. Um, this is just like, you know, this is when you're at home, and this is capturing everything on the go. So it just gives you a better picture of everything you've been doing. So if you have the watch on, you can say, oh... You know, I walked three miles today, and the scale, at the end result, the scale says this. So it just gives you a cleaner picture of, you know, what you're doing throughout the day and what the result is. Let me ask you this. Has this changed your behavior? Um, I think any smart fitness tracker will change behavior. So not, so in other words, 
Nokia has made a good system here, but I don't think in order to change your behavior, you need to buy the Nokia system. But just being more aware of what you're doing throughout the day, how many times have you stood up today, how, you know, even if you look and you see, oh, I've walked, you know, 1.8 miles. Well, let me see if I can get to two. Like just that kind of stuff kind of does give you a different perspective on what you've been doing and kind of pushes you a little bit to just achieve a little more. It does. I, it, I've been using a Fitbit now for about three months, and I got to say, it, it initially had that impact on me where it was a game for me. I had to get get to my 10,000. Right. It's amazing how many steps 10,000 is. It is, is. yeah. I, well, for people like us who work in an office yeah. and sit down a lot, because there's also people who are like, I see like, uh, they'll hit like 50,000 in a day, like just on average. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, how are you doing this? That's, so, I don't believe that. No, I've seen, I, I, trust me. <laughs> it's an exaggeration. I've seen, I'm like, no, no exaggeration. 50? I'm like, what are you doing? They're like, well, I work on my feet all day, plus I go for a walk to lunch and I walk back from lunch and I, I'm like, wow, I just sit at my desk all day. See, to me though, as time has gone on, it's been more of a gut check in just how bad I suck. <laughs> it's like, oh right, yeah, right. yep, wow. 500 steps, well, boy. Well, I'm not wearing it's this four, tomorrow. It's 4 o'clock. Yeah, I'm leaving that at home. I did actually, I, I, I quote, accidentally left it at home today. Okay. So, I mean, I think you, you still, this still comes down to good old-fashioned human perseverance, I think. That's true. Um, one thing I do want to say about Fitbit, though, we were talking earlier also. I'm not a big fan of Fitbit. Why not? Fitbit tries to keep everything in their walled garden. You have to go through the Fitbit app for everything. So Apple, if you use iPhones like you and I do, they have the health app, the health platform. Um, anyone can tie their products into that so that they can read or write to or from the health app if you allow them to do so. Fitbit doesn't even allow you to pull in the data into the health app. Nokia does. So you can use, like if you wear this watch, not only will it show up in the Nokia app, but it'll also show up in the Apple's health app with all your other stuff. So if you have, let's say, diabetes or something and you're tracking that in the health app you can then also pull in your steps and anything your weight all that into one interface so i really appreciate uh, any company not just nokia that actually keeps their data open for you to use in other ways and the practical impact as you're alluding to is you can get multiple different types of devices as long as them all of them support that apple health app correct and then you can just have all your data in one place yep all right, so this week on Geared Up, we are talking about some of the gadgets and devices that Andrew and I have been using lately. Sounds like you're a fan of this this whole approach with Nokia. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I like it, I recommend it. Um, the watch is good if you're into minimalism. If you're not, if you want something that's more, you know, flashy or smart, then maybe it's not for you. But if you just want to track your health, go with this. So remind folks again, it is the Body Plus. Body Plus scale, $99. And this is the Nokia Steel HR. 179 bucks. All right, good stuff. We will be right back on Geared Up talking about my favorite new Windows laptop. That's coming up next. A big shout out to National Car Rental for sponsoring this week's episode of Geared Up. Hey, Road Warriors, the latest tech puts me in the driver's seat every time I travel. Control your travel experience with National Car Rental's Emerald Club. You can bypass the counter and choose any car on the aisle, so you have more time to listen to Geared Up to find out what's going on in the world of consumer electronics and gadgets. Go national, go like a pro. Check them out at nationalcar.com. Subject to availability and other restrictions requires enrollment in the complimentary Emerald Club. Welcome back to Geared Up, brought to you by National Car Rental. And in fact, it is time for the National Car Rental Story of the Week. Yes, Geared Up is brought to you by National Car Rental. Go national, go like a pro. 
And by the way, I also do a show called Technically Speaking with National Car Rental, where I talk about the best tech and gear for business travel. That's right. You can find that on the control center at nationalcar.com or youtube.com slash nationalcarrent. Yes, the latest tech puts you in the driver's seat of your travel experience. National Car Rental's free Emerald Club will keep you there. Awesome. So this week's National Car Rental Story of the Week it's my this shift back to one. Windows. This is a big one. I don't even know what to say about this. This is crazy. So we wanted to talk this week on the show about some of the favorite devices and gadgets we've been using lately. And I got to say, I have made a big move back to Windows. That is a big move. And it was driven by a device. I was in my neighborhood Costco actually picking up a uh, ThinkPad from Lenovo, uh, an X1 Carbon, for a new employee that we had okay. at GeekWire. And I saw the device and I was like, I had a ThinkPad back in the day. This thing looks amazing. I got to at least try it out. And so Costco, as you know, has a 90-day return policy yes. on hardware, on yeah. electronics. So I was right. like, I got 90 days to figure out if this thing's right for me. I got to tell you, within three or four days, I was like, I am dumping my MacBook Pro. It's crazy. Going back to Windows because of this wow. device. Now, I got to say, it is not perfect. There are some issues with this thing that I've dealt with. But overall, Windows. overall, I really like it. Windows, Windows, I actually like. I like. I like that we can talk about all this. Yes, yes. So here's number one: the thing that I look for in a laptop, personally, is the keyboard. You're, you're typing so much that this is just a key thing for me. Um, so a key thing. A key thing. I actually like the Lenovo keyboard, the ThinkPad keyboard, better than I like the sort of more uh, flat. MacBook Pro keyboard. Yeah. Well, there's been a lot of problems with the MacBook Pro keyboard that I've been seeing. Um, I actually experienced this early on myself. So the MacBook Pro and the also, the MacBook non-Pro have the new butterfly keys, which are super susceptible to, like, anything getting in there. Like, even a piece of dust can dis- disable a key, and you can't just pop the key out like you could on any other computer and spray it out and put it back on. It's like you have to take it in to Apple to get it fixed. I actually had first-hand experience with this. So the L key on my MacBook started sticking. Okay. And so I was playing around with it. I did a lot of searching online. There's actually a support article from Apple that contends at least you can use compressed air okay. to essentially blow out underneath the, the key and it'll get rid of whatever's making it stick. I didn't try that because I didn't see that support article in time, I tried prying off the butter, butterfly oh. key. And can you guess what happened? It broke? It broke. Oh, man. So there's actually an online site that oh. allows you to order new keys. So I, I had the L key shipped to me wow. for about 15 bucks. That's, that's an expensive key. In the meantime, I, sh- I took the function key and swapped <laughs> it over. I, so you I, broke the function key no, off? No, I, I took the function key. I actually did not break that one. I took it off, and so I was typing. All my L's were okay. I was hitting, hitting the function key where the L was supposed well, to be. I can't blame you for that. Like the, the keyboard here looks like an actually decent keyboard. It's a very good keyboard. So here's problem number one. The trackpad on almost every Windows yes. notebook, laptop is substandard. Why is this? I th- Why is this? I have a couple theories. I think this is a long-time lingering legacy of the fact that the company that makes the operating system mm-hmm. is not the company that makes the hardware. Right. In this case, obviously, sure. Microsoft makes Surface devices. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think the uh, the Surface Book, Microsoft's notebook, is actually getting close to solving this problem. Now, here's the thing. The Lenovo trackpad overall, I like it. Okay. And it works fairly well. I would say it's maybe maybe a B 
overall compared to an A plus with the glass trackpad yeah. on the MacBook Pro. My issue is that it does this really quirky thing when I'm trying to highlight any text. It basically lets me go about two lines or two paragraphs down, and then it freezes when I'm using the trackpad. It's still usable. I also use you know the little button that they do, and that works okay. I can do it. What I've done, and I feel I feel I have mixed feelings about this. I've gone There's back. There's no to, positive. I've gone back to a mouse. Show them what you're doing. Yeah, I've gone back well, to a mouse. He is using a wireless mouse full time with a laptop. Yeah, and you know what? I like it. I, I actually feel really good sitting here with my mouse. I don't know what it is. Something ergonomically, I realized this afternoon, there's something ergonomically about constantly using your thumb on the keyboard. There's something more ergonomic about being somewhat parallel with your arms to right. the device. Well, I guess the Whereas, thing with the MacBook Pro is the, the trackpad. Look at the trackpad. It's so huge it's that you can stay right. in an ergonomic position and have both thumbs on the yeah. trackpad. Absolutely. Well. At any rate, I really like the mouse. It, to me, the, the key on a mouse is getting one where you can't hear the button click, at least not across oh. the room. So here, this is a, one of the Microsoft optical mice. Mm -hmm. And I made sure I spent a little bit more money just to get it because it's obnoxious to be sitting in the office and all you hear oh, yeah, is this yeah, yeah. mouse click. Like, yeah. Okay, let me see this for a second. Yeah. So this is the ThinkPad what again? This is the ThinkPad X1 Carbon. Okay. It sells at Costco. I got it for roughly $1,800. bucks. Um, it has, uh, you know, five. It is thin. Yeah, it is super thin. This is in, thin. In terms of traveling, so I took it on a trip to Washington, D.C. I got to say, it was way easier to travel with than my MacBook Pro 13 inch. Wow. And this is a 14 inch screen. It's, I, I think it's lighter. I have not measured them, I have not weighed no, them. It feels very it light. It feels lighter. I got to say, the other thing is on the MacBook, I do not like what is what is this called? The touch bar. The touch bar. Thanks for thanks I, for invoking Siri. I don't use thanks it. Thanks for invoking Siri on my touch bar. I don't like it. <laughs> did, did Siri really just recognize yes, my a, fingerprint? That's the Siri oh, okay. That's the Siri button. Finger, okay. <laughs> I, I I never used it. I, all I wanted was the standard function keys back, and I, I I just found no utility in it. I think it's sort of a, a cop out by. Apple in terms of not wanting to do an actual full touch screen. Now, to be clear, this ThinkPad is not touch screen either. Okay. Uh, obviously, some Windows machines are. Um, overall, though, I, I really like this device. It's fast. I can give you a little bit of the specs if you let me yeah, look yeah. at it. I was going to say, I was going to read off the ports. You've got a Thunderbolt 3 port, USB-C uh, configuration. You've got USB-C as well. Yep. Standard USB, which the MacBook Pro got rid of. You have an HDMI. Oh, that is a standard USB. Yeah, standard USB, right. standard HDMI, which also the MacBook Pro got. So the MacBook Pro is all Thunderbolt 3. Yes. And this gives you Thunderbolt 3, but also gives you some of the other legacy ports. Now, I will say one thing I do miss from my original long ago ThinkPad was the SD card reader. That mm. was always really right. cool to have. That's and always nice to have. I don't know why anyone's getting rid of that, quite honestly. That's not old. That's not like a CD drive. Like, Everyone still uses SD cards. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. So that that is essentially the the a return in a lot of ways to the ports. It's you know got a regular headphone jack. Mm -hmm. Of course, the the MacBook Pro does as well. Um, but overall, I I really like this device, and it's been fun for me to you know really care about the Windows updates again. <laughs> right. Wow. They do yeah. take a long time. Um, so question though. Yes. So for me. Oh, by, it's, by the way, it's a Core i7. Core i7, okay. So, so yeah, so that's a that's that is comparable to a MacBook Pro versus like a MacBook. Yeah, because the the weight of it feels more like a, a MacBook Air or something rather yeah. than 
the full MacBook, it but it has the power of the MacBook Pro. So that's nice. I am more akin to choose something for software than for hardware. So I've often said things like, if the Samsung Galaxy S9 ran iOS, mm -hmm. that would be the phone I would use, rather than if the iPhone 10 ran Android, I would, you know what I mean? Like, right. I, I'm more about, I need the software that I need, not the right. hardware. So you making this change, for me, it's harder to grasp because you're not just changing the hardware out, you're actually changing the entire interface of what you're doing. Or are you? Or are you? Well, again, I don't know. That's Here's a good the question. thing. Okay. Here's the fascinating thing. And this, I believe, is the manifestation of what Microsoft was concerned about a decade ago. Okay. Here's why. I am a heavy Google Apps user. Mm. I'm a heavy Chrome user. Okay. All I had to do was launch Microsoft Edge and download Chrome and sign in to my Google account and everything, everything was, the was there. Essentially, Google has succeeded, in my case and in many other cases, in putting a layer on top of the operating system that actually matters more than Windows. Right. Now, I got to say, Microsoft did not go down without a fight in my battle, for example. They put up a whole bunch of ads when you search on Edge oh, or really? Bing for Chrome. They put up a ton of ads like, oh, did you know that Microsoft Edge does this and this and this? Okay. Um, you know, there's always the, uh, if you go back to Edge, they say, you know, realize Edge is not your default. Do you want to switch back? It's, they put up a fight. That said, for me, it creates this layer of continuity that really actually makes it easier to switch back to Windows. Right. So in some ways, it's actually or good for Microsoft. Between. You can yes. switch between. Right. And I can essentially go day to day. I could pick up a Mac or yeah. I could pick up Windows. All my search history is saved for better or worse. Right. You know, it, this to me is an actually pretty easy switch. It, there was no pain. Right. So the difference for someone like you and someone like me then is you work a lot on the web yep. and the web browser is, for lack of a better term, your operating system. It the is. Web browser. N not entirely. And there were some things where I had to adjust. I have some favorite programs on Mac. Uh, my favorite screen capture program, um, my favorite audio capture program, all these, and, and video editing. I had to like re-download mm. a different version right. of that for Windows and pay mm -hmm. for that. Um, so it's not entirely seamless. Right. But for me, with the majority of my stuff in yeah. the browser, yes. But for you, I think it would be very different. For me, it's different because I'm using a lot of actual non-browser-based software. Obviously, I'm in the browser all day, too. But if I'm doing, for example, Final Cut, where I'm editing a video, there is no Final Cut for Windows. So not only would I have to you know, relearn, or whatever you want to call it, the operating system, but I have to relearn an entirely new video editing platform, which to me would be way, way more difficult, that would be way more time-consuming. That would be an argument for Adobe. Right, Adobe, yeah, Adobe would have to, exactly, yep. So that is my favorite gadget of the past month, for sure. It is a Lenovo ThinkPad X1 Carbon business laptop, 1080p screen, 14-inch display, 16 gigs of memory, 512 gigs of storage. That sounds very nice. SSD. All of that sounds very nice. Flash storage. Are you... Are you officially sticking with this? Because you still have your MacBook Pro. I have do. Have you officially made the switch, or do you think, are you still giving it the 90 days to see if you're going to... Let me say this. I, I kept the box, and I kept the receipt. Okay. I, I, right now, do not see myself turning back. All right. This is going to be very interesting. 
Well, speaking of Apple, they have been rumored to be working on something brand new. Yes. And we're going to get into that right around the corner on Geared Up. Welcome back to Geared Up. We're talking about some of our favorite technologies this week. We talked about Andrew's favorite smartwatch and connected scale yes. and my fitness tracking. That's right. System. My favorite new laptop. And maybe this will be one of our future favorites. Apple is rumored to be coming out with a new virtual Why reality. Laughing? Why are you laughing? <laughs> I don't know, because it's complete fiction right now. <laughs> That's true. True. <laughs> but true. it's interesting to talk about because I think it presents an interesting opportunity for Apple. So okay. let's talk about it. CNET reported recently that Apple is coming up with and developing its own VR system. So mm -hmm. independent of the iPhone, essentially, right. they would have a box that would sit on your coffee table with connected VR devices communicating wirelessly with the box. And that is really the big trend in VR and mm -hmm. augmented reality is to shift to these essentially standalone devices that don't have to be tethered by wire to a computer. Right. So the wireless part is a, a big part of that. What do you think about this, Andrew? And can you put it in context of everywhere else? Apple has been going with AR kit and augmented reality on iPhone. Do, do you oh. see this happening? I see it happen. Well, the thing with uh, Apple is Tim Cook has repeatedly, like, Apple rarely gives a glimpse into the future. They only tell you about what the, a lot of companies do this. We talk about products that we've announced. We don't have any comment on future plans or products. Um, that said, Tim Cook seems to be willing to talk about how important AR is to the future of Apple. And so AR if it's as important as he's been leading on, um, probably won't just be confined to the iPhone, which right now is iPhone and iPad, but you have to have you know this clunky device in front of you to experience AR, and you're only experiencing it on the, t you know, on the tiny screen. Um, and AR is really going to take off when you just experience it in you know, your whole world rather than in a little device you're holding. So it would make sense to me that they are building something where you put on a pair of glasses and then you look through these glasses to see the world around you um, and the AR elements are overlaid there. That makes sense. But isn't part of the story also that this is a VR right. and AR? It's AR and VR. And that's where I start getting confused because VR means you're stepping, it's a virtual reality. So you're stepping into a fake reality and AR, augmented reality, means we're changing the real world. So how do you how do how do you do both? I think you have a camera on it. So in other words, you can either be completely occluded, okay, and only see the virtual world, or you have a camera that is then allowing you to lay those digital objects okay. on top of the camera's view of the real world. I assume that's how they're going to do it. But here's the interesting know. thing: we don't know, and I think this has the potential at least to be another iPhone or iPad moment for Apple. And the reason I'm saying that is, you look at the Oculus, you look at the HTC yeah. Vive, you know, they, mm. they do what they do, but are we gonna look at those someday as the VR equivalent of what the Blackberry was or right. the Palm Trail was right. when Apple suddenly came out and said, no, mm -hmm. this is what a smartphone is supposed right. to be. Right. This to me is the clearest mm -hmm. indication of where Apple is going to be making its next big bet. And I think it's a test for them. If they can come out with something that redefines AR and VR right. and the whole virtual world in the same way that the iPhone redefined the smartphone, yes. the iPad redefined the tablet, the Mac redefined the personal computer, 
then I think they're onto something. And I think that they have the potential to essentially extend their legacy beyond Steve Jobs. Yes, that would be interesting. Because to me, the best product they've done since Steve Jobs has died is the AirPods. Which <laughs> wow! I mean, no, I mean, really, and that—that's like yeah. a—it's—it's it's a great product. It's a—it's like, it's but a it's no an accessory. Brainer. It's an accessory. Um, every other, pro- like the iPhone 10, I like the iPhone 10, but iPhones have existed already. So the the real new, pro- the Apple Watch, is it's also an accessory in a way, right? So a new standalone product like this could, as you said, be similar to, you know, we we've observed an industry, and now here's our take on the industry. I don't think anything ever will be what the iPhone was, though. Like, the iPhone is the best-selling consumer electronic of all time. Um, and I don't think there's ever going to be a product that so many people buy and, and have with them. Because this, you know, it seems like everything else is an accessory to the iPhone. So will this require an iPhone? Will this require... I mean, I don't know. But I don't, I don't see as many people buying glasses as I see buying a smartphone. So the rumor, at least, is that, that this will have an 8K display on each eye. 8K oh, wow. display on each eye. Okay. And then the other thing I would wow. point out is keep an eye on WWDC, June 4th. This uh, one? The Worldwide Developer Conference. I think you'll get a sense, at least, for where Apple is headed in this mm. market, if not this actual device. I think it's probably too early to see this device. But and I, actually, yes. have you seen the WWDC invitation? No. Because it is a digital invitation that when you pull it up in your browser is a bunch of AR elements. Nice. Yes. All right. That is Geared Up for this week. For more on anything we talked about, just go to geekwire.com slash geared up. Don't forget to subscribe mm-hmm. to Geared Up in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And don't forget to review and rate the show. Until next time, I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. Thanks for listening to Geared Up. Thanks for listening to Geared Up, the weekly tech and gadget podcast. Check out more of Andrew's reviews at youtube.com slash gearlive and follow all of our coverage at geekwire.com.